Welcome to the Boonville Worship Center Sermon Podcast. So Lord, we just sit. We, we willfully choose right now to be still before you. We quiet our minds. We quiet our thoughts. We open up our ears and our minds. We take our gaze off of everything else that may be happening in life. This is an appointed time. So we, we position, we face you, we, we lock our gaze on you, and we just submit all that we are to you right now. Our heart is open, our mind is open, our ears are open. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. We're not distracted. We're not doing other things. We're focused on You. We're sitting at Your feet. Word of God, speak. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, good morning. Um, If you have a pen and a notepad, uh, I'm going to give you some things that you're going to want to hopefully go back and study. So I won't be able to uh, walk you through all of them, but I'm going to... I'm going to have you open up your Bible to um, to the book of Psalms right now, and then um, in a minute we're going to go to 1 Corinthians around chapter 2. I want to talk to you today about uh, having the mind of God. I want, I want to talk about how I feel like that God is drawing His people in alignment with Him. Is that good? Do you believe that you can think like God? Don't misinterpret it. We can never be like, fully like God until we get to heaven. But how many of you believe that on earth we can think like God? That we can have the thoughts of God and the mind of God? And so I want to walk us through some things today. I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about having a godly mindset. I just want to read this scripture in Psalm chapter 1. And we're just going to get launched into this a little bit. You just keep your eyes fixed upon Him. I'm believing for God to awaken your heart to stir in you an awakening to think the way that He thinks. I'm believing the day that worldly mindsets will be broken off. Fear, anxiety, worry, pride, confusion. I'm believing for the mind of God to be released in this house. Amen? And Psalm 1 and 1 said, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor does he sit in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law, he meditates day and night. This man that is blessed of the Lord shall be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its seasons, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does, everybody say, whatever he does, is going to prosper when you're operating from the thoughts of God, from the mind of God, from a godly mindset. We're going to learn a little bit about this in just a minute. I want to take a few moments, and I want to, because I feel like it's key to having a godly mindset. So I want to take a moment and talk about faith. 
and then I'm not trying not to preach my whole sermon on faith, but I do want to say this when we're talking about a godly mindset, is faith is the key to discovering a path to new freedom and then gaining the ability to stand in the midst of conflict. In other words, guys, faith brings us and keeps us in alignment with God. Faith brings you and keeps you in alignment with God. Not just the, the knowledge, but the belief in. I, I, people have more knowledge of the Word today in 2023 than ever. But there's less belief in the Word. Come on. So I'm talking about faith. Um, everybody pay close attention to this. Confusion will dominate where there's lack of faith. Amen? I'm going to say it again. Confusion will dominate in our life, in our culture, where there's lack of faith. Romans 10 and 17 says, so when faith, that, that faith then comes by hearing, right? And hearing by what? The Word of God. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So when you're, when you're hearing what God says, according to Romans 10, 17, when you're hearing what God says, then faith will naturally arise. When you're truly hearing, when you turn your ear, when you turn your ear to the mind of God, to the thoughts of God, and you're hearing God's word, faith arises. And then when we're in alignment with, with what God's spoken, has spoken by faith, then, then, then we begin to think the way that God thinks. We hear God's voice because our ears are turned to Him. Faith begins to arise within us. And as that understanding and faith becomes dominant in our life, then we begin to operate and think the way that God thinks in all the areas of our lives. Everybody good? Um, let me just read this to you real quick. But in, And this is so, so familiar to us, guys. But it's like it's... We overly simplify it. But it's so deep and it's so rich. But we're given in Proverbs in chapter 3, My son, my children, my sons, my daughters, those who follow me, do not forget my law, but let, you, let, uh, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let, let not mercy and truth forsake you, but bind them around your neck and write them on the tablets of your heart. So, and, and so find favor, watch this, find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Isn't that powerful? But then here's this reality that I'm preaching on this morning is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So then guys, trust the Lord with all of your heart and stop leaning on your own understanding. Come on guys, what if we just walked in that? When we're hurt, when we feel offense, when things, are, when things don't look the way that we prayed for them to look, when things happen unexpectedly that we weren't looking for, what if we just begin to have such deep-rooted trust in God that we don't lean on our understanding, but in everything we just acknowledge God. We're aligned with His heart and His thoughts and we move out of those. Come on, man. Isn't that powerful? 
I believe it can be attained. I believe that it's what God's calling us to in these Scriptures. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your understanding in all your ways. So in everything that we do, in all our ways, we're acknowledging Him. Am I going to buy a car? I don't know if I'm going to buy a car. i got to get the mind of God on it. Do I sell this house and buy that? I don't know. Do I go to this school? Do I go to that? Do I date this person? Do I even open up my heart to them because they're cute? I don't know. God, am I ready? Are they ready? Is it worth me making my heart and my life vulnerable to? What if we just taught our children to begin to get, to get the mind of God in some of these matters now? Come on, they'd be walking around a whole lot less wounded as adults. So he's talking about hearing and getting the mind of God. Everybody okay? Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things um, not seen. So this Scripture is powerful. I'm just talking about faith for a minute, and I'm gonna, we're going to transition. But faith is substance. So just think about this for a second. Because a lot of people, again, so many people that are raised in church from childhood have the knowledge of God, but the enemy has caused confusion in them. Things haven't looked the way they thought they should look. This didn't get here. This, I struggle with it. Then all of a sudden, faith, come on, begin to be deplenished from them. And where there's lack of faith, there'll always be confusion. Okay, so, so faith is the substance of things hoped for. Substance, is, now get this. Substance is assurance. Substance is confirmation. Look at it like this. Substance is the title deed of things that we hope for. That's what faith is. That's the title deed. You may not see it yet, but you hold the deed to it. That's faith. Isn't that powerful? So when the faith of God comes into you through hearing His voice, then you suddenly begin to see as He sees. Even though it's not there yet, you can suddenly see as He sees. Then you hold on to that thing and you can believe for that thing. It's the assurance. It's the assurance of what I'm hoping for. I'm holding on by faith to the assurance that my children are going to walk with God. They're going to walk in their God-given identity and what they were formed for in their mother's womb. These demonic things are going to be broken off of them. Addiction will no longer have a grip in them. I got the title deed in my hand for my children, and I am not wavering. I don't care if they're 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. I got the title deed of my inheritance that my children are going to be full of God and His glory. Come on, man. Like that's assurance. How many of you are going to walk with that? you got to get faith because sometimes your children are going to be acting like the devil. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to preach on faith, but I'm pretty wound up about it. But <laughs> God, heal me from the things that have shaken my faith. So Lord, right now I just ask that you heal me from the things that have shaken my faith. The things that happened that I did not understand. The own, the, my own sin and weaknesses and thoughts that I've allowed in at times to dominate my life, God. Whatever I've heard that was wrong, the lies of the enemy, God. Whatever has, has, has impacted and weakened my faith, God. Lord, I ask You to restore it right now in Jesus' name.
Through the hearing of Your Word already this morning, faith cometh by hearing. Faith is arising in this house. I call faith right now into every man and woman in this congregation. I call it. I call diet. I call. I call title deeds. I speak for title deed of faith into wives right now that are praying for their husbands. I, I speak the title deed of assurance of faith to arise in husbands and wives that are crying out in intercession like my wife did for me one day, God. I call out that faith to arise. That they are not operating by what they are seeing or hearing, God, but they are holding on to the title deed of Your Word. They're calling that thing forth, God. Let faith arise in this house in Jesus' name. Okay, guys, I got to go. Is everybody good with me so far? Okay. Um, Let me give you just a couple of Scriptures. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. How many know He creates? He's Creator. He creates. He creates. Come on, man. Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. You will never be... In my, my message today is about having the mind of God and being in alignment with God, guys. Come on. And without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Be in alignment. For he who comes to God must believe that He is. He is everything. And that He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Seek His Word. He's a rewarder as you seek His Word, as you begin to listen to His voice. I just, wanna, I just wanted to start out this morning with this because I want to say, guys, we've got to learn. We've got to learn how to hear His voice and receive it by faith faith i told Lori i do i do chapel on wednesday mornings all through school school year it's one of the greatest blessings that god's given me i've taught chapel since 2004 to our school students and i was talking this week about hearing the voice of god to our to our little children they were so cute man the little five-year-olds all the way up till our high school class man it was awesome and i was talking about how god wants to speak to us and how we need to really learn how to hear his voice and how sometimes come on can we testify that sometimes the world is really noisy and it's hard for us to hear. And a lot of times it's not outwardly noise, it's noise within our own minds. And the Lord showed me to talk to the kids about Mary and Joseph. And how, how, how God come to Mary, a virgin, and said you're going to be a child of the Holy Spirit. You're going to give birth to the Savior of the world. Now I'm just thinking, there's probably a lot of noise in her mind at that point in time. I'm thinking she was probably having a whole lot of stuff go through there. But she valued God's Word enough. She was close enough to Him to know to recognize the voice of the Lord. And she said, so be it. What about Joseph? All of a sudden, he comes home one day. Founds out his fiance is pregnant. I'm just going to say, he probably had some thoughts going through his mind. I'm just going to say, it was probably pretty noisy. I wonder how he felt. And then all of a sudden, he had to think, what is everyone else going to think? What's everyone else going to believe? All these different things. Come on, man. But you know what? He began to silence those things. And the Bible says that he went and he got along with the Lord. And he had a dream. And an angel of the Lord came and spoke to Joseph. And he told him what was going on. He was close enough and he quieted things enough to hear what God was saying. And he got his answer because God will always speak to you. And the Lord said, Joseph, here's what's happening. And Joseph, it still would have been easier to choose to say that. I just can't do that. People are going to make fun of me. They're going to make fun of her. They're not going to accept this. Blah, 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 all this kind of... And he said, so be it, Lord. 
I'm just wanting you to see today that, guys, we're going to have the mind of God, we're going to have to learn how to hear His voice, and we're going to have to agree with it when it doesn't make sense. Okay, everybody good? Faith develops and matures in a place and time by hearing His voice. Abraham had to get to his new place by faith. Being in the right place at the right time, in other words, alignment, caused him to know and to trust God. I'm just saying that, guys, when you're moving in alignment with God, you're developing and maturing in your faith, and you begin to think like God. Like where you're at today is so important to where you're going to be at tomorrow and next week. So start hearing God in every appointed time and moment and give Him your yes. And as you do, you hear His voice. Faith grows. Faith cometh by hearing. You walk that thing out. You've matured. From level to level to level. Okay. I don't know if I want to... I'm going to do this real quick. You guys ready? Good talk fast. When you're born again, you're born onto a battlefield. How many know you're on a battlefield? So when you're born again, you're born on this battlefield. There's the battle of your will to make the right choices, to live righteously and and please God. There's the battle to overcome the voice of doubt, come on, and unbelief that that keeps us from operating in faith. Our emotions are are a, a battleground to operate out of faith and not feeling. Come on, man. How many of you like to operate out of feeling less? I would. I find myself operating out of feeling all the time. Then, then my faith kicks in, then I have to go back and repent for operating out of feeling. I just want to operate out of faith, don't you? But the more I get in alignment with God and I'm operating out of the mind of God, come on, man, the less I'll operate out of my feelings. This is just where our warfare is at. The, the most powerful sphere of warfare is in your own mind. It's in your own mind. We know this. The book of Proverbs stresses the importance of gaining godly understanding. And understanding is a, just get this, understanding is a function of our mind. And I, I just, I guess what I'm saying today is, is God simply wants you to submit your mind to the Holy Spirit and renew your mind so that you think the way that He thinks. Isn't that good? If we want to move forward, in complete victory, our minds have got to be transferred, transformed. It'd be weird if it was transferred. Where would it go? Our minds have to be transformed to think the way that God thinks. I'm just saying, I believe to move forward, change is necessary. Uh, mindsets have to be altered. Old patterns have to, have to make way for new ones. And ultimately, we have to begin to think differently. Precept upon precept. Is everybody good? Okay, hang with me. Um, you, 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 you have a mindset that controls and directs the way that you think and act. And for a lot of us, life has, has shaped that up to this point. Uh, how we were brought up, the types of parents that we had, relationships that we were in, um, all kinds of different things shape this. But the way that you react to things is determined by your mindset and God wants to shift that. Um, this is the battleground. Everybody good? Okay, now watch. Our goal is to think the way that God thinks and to have the mind of Christ. I'm gonna just going to go ahead and turn to 1 Corinthians and then I'm going to share some thoughts that, that the Lord's gave, given me for you today. 1 Corinthians in chapter 2. 
Just listen to this. Uh, uh, just listen to the Word. 1 Corinthians in chapter 2. I'm going to start at verse 9. I believe. As it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. How many can just accept that God's prepared good things for you? But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. Now watch this. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God, watch this, except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. Watch this. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Guys, did you hear that? We have received not the Spirit of the world, which we listen to so much, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that God has freely given to us. These things we also speak not in words with man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Look at verse 14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Verse 15. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly uh, judged by no one. For... Who has known the mind of the Lord that He may instruct him? But we, everybody say, but we have the mind of Christ. Okay. I'm going to give you some thoughts. I'm going to need you to work with me just a little bit on this. When you read the Word of God, how many know this is the mind of God? How many know this is the mind of God? If you want to think like God, you need to study the Word of God. You, you learn His principles. You, love, you learn what He's given us if things happen, what we do, what we don't do. We learn by, by the examples that God gives us as He shared His heart, as He shared His mind. And then we don't just have a knowledge of it, we begin to have faith in it. I want to, I want to share with you three mindsets that you can see in Scripture. You guys ready? I want to, I want to talk about a barbarian mindset, which is... A, which is a f which is fear, a fear-based mindset. I want to talk about a Greek mindset, which is a pride-based mindset. And then I want to talk about um, I want to talk about a Jewish or a Hebrew mindset, which is a mindset uh, on trust. It's the godly mindset. Barbarian, Greek, and and uh, and the Jewish Jewish mindset. You ready? So I just want you to listen to these things and, and learn to identify where we operate in these three mindsets a little bit. The first one I want to talk about is a barbarian mindset. Again, it is, it is, ba it is a fear-based mindset. Most of the Old Testament world um, had a barbarian mindset. And the, the operating principle of this mindset is fear. Um, under a barbarian mindset, the, uh, the form of government would, is, is tyranny or, uh, or dictatorship. Um, 
Under, under this barbarian mindset, success is measured by absolute control of, of people. Um, maybe, maybe think of this. Um, terrorism is birthed from such a, a, a mindset, a barbarian mindset. Um, and and we, we, can, we can wrap our minds around this. But, um, and, and the reason why is because people filled with fear can be easily controlled. I could go on a little bit of a rabbit trail and talk about 2020 up till now, but I'm not going to. But I will say this, because God revealed it in His Word. People filled with fear can be easily controlled, and it's a barbarian mindset. Once people are put in fear, they'll do whatever is demanded. Maybe, maybe the example that you could relate to that's on the extreme end would be like what you would think of as the Taliban. What we know of as a Taliban operate out of a, out of our, out of a barbarian mind strip. They, 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 they go to, to the extremes of a violence. And to the extreme of violence, they don't do it privately, they do it publicly as an example. And what that does then is that releases this barbarian mindset that keeps people held captive and controlled by fear. You tracking with me? We all on the same boat here? The barbarian mindset is Satan's favorite way of operating. Because he's an oppressor that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He holds many people, even Christians, under the mindset of fear and that you serve an angry God that you'll never be good enough for. As long as you allow the enemy to intimidate you with fear, you're, you're, you're going to be under, you're under his control. But you know the Scripture says if you resist him, he'll flee from you, James 4.7. That can be broken off of you today. Like that, the fear, this fear mindset, this barbarian mindset, can be broken off of you today. Let me just say this. You cannot walk in fear and faith at the same time. It's just not going to work. It's just not going to work. We've already established the importance of faith. Amen? All right, I'm going to stop with that one. I'm moving on because I want to get to what, what we see evident, uh, so much more evident today even that one is we, we see it. The second one that I want to talk about is a Greek mindset. And... Um, Basically, they worshipped man. It's the worship of man. It's the worship of self. Uh, they created gods in the form of man. Um, a Greek mindset says we have the power within ourselves. We can do it on our own. We can build the tower to heaven. Under a Greek mindset, the people rule themselves. They're on the throne. How many of you can identify that there's so much of this today? This is a major stream in our culture today. Nobody needs God. They've got all that they need. They can control everything. They can do everything. Whatever that it is, we see this so dominant, so dominant today. The operating principle, again, of a Greek mindset is pride that filters through humanistic intellect. I need you to catch this. The oper- because a lot, of, a lot of times when people are f- dominant in this mindset, they're highly intelligent. 
The operating principle of a Greek mindset is pride that filters through humanistic intellect. It's a Greek mindset. In other words, knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. If you can, if you can understand it, then you can control and manipulate the outcome. Um, if you don't understand it, then you can't accept it. Because you can't control it. Living under a Greek mindset is so much more pleasant than a barbarian mindset, but understanding that God still thinks differently, right? Like the, the Greek mindset uh, is like Satan's plan B from the barbarian mindset. He would rather oppress you because he is barbarian, but he'll use a Greek mindset to make you think that you're okay while keeping God's best from you. This Greek mindset is based in pride and it keeps people living lukewarm because they don't need to submit to God. They're okay. I've got all that I need. Yet Jesus says, no, you're naked and you're poor and you're blind. Come on, somebody. Um, Help us, Lord. I just want to... I'm not really talking about the world. I'm talking about the church. Is that good? Just in case you were wondering. A lot of the church today operates out of this Greek mindset. We want to hold God's hand, but we don't want to walk in covenant. We want His hand, but not His heart. A lot of times under this mindset, they don't allow supernatural activity or gifting to be expressed because they can't explain it. It doesn't fit into their box of understanding or the schedule that they can control. Because they don't, they don't think the way that God thinks. They lack faith. To a Greek mindset, human reason is supreme and won't, won't accept what is incomprehensible. I'm hesitant, but I'm going to just say this. But many denominational ministries have taught against the gifts of the Holy Spirit and even convince their people that they're not for today. Let me just let me just read this. Just listen to this. But write it down if you want to know where to go. But Second Timothy in chapter two, because I'm going to read it real fast. So I'm going to go on to the next one. Second Timothy chapter two, verse one through seven. You therefore, my son, am I in the right place? Second Timothy three. Sorry. Verse 1, but know, know this, but know this, know this, know this, that in the last days, perilous times are going to come. Men are going to be... Now watch this. Watch this Greek mindset. Look at it. But know this, in the, in the last days, perilous times are going to come. Men are going to be lovers of themselves. They're going to love money. They're going to be boasters. They're going to be proud. They're going to be blasphemers. They're going to be disobedient to parents. They're going to be unthankful. They're going to be unholy. They're going to be unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control. They're going to be brutal. They're going to be despisers of God. Traitors, headstrong, audi, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such people, turn away. Come on, guys. 
For of this sort are those who creep into households and watch this make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins led away by various sons. Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Because they're trying to get His hand and not His heart. Come on, guys. In this house, I want you to know God. In this house, I want you to lean on God. In this house, I want you to know God's Word for yourself. I want your Bible to be with you all the time. I want you to be meditating on it day and night. I do not want to control you. You don't have to come to me for everything. I believe in the five-fold ministry, but I'm going to tell you what, man, so much of the church through history leans on a preacher or an evangelist or someone. They lean on them for their godly mindset. And it was really dangerous because pastors can really be elevated that way. Ah, the people need me. I'm the only one that can really hear the mind of God and then share it. Let's just all get the mind of God and come and worship together. And no matter who steps up here with this microphone, let's understand that God appoints men and women to be His voice. And whoever it is, we're going to hear the mind of God that day. But our lifestyle and our our, our own understanding is not going to be based, based on another man. It's going to be based on God. And it's going to be based on you getting back into the Word of God and not just getting His hand, but beginning to get His heart. Isn't that good? And you got to be careful because God's going to break old traditions off of you. He's going to begin to break old mindsets off of you that you thought were okay and right. Teachings that you looked up to from someone that you respected when you were younger, and now you're going to realize this, and they might not have attended it. Hopefully they've grown precept upon precept too. But a lot of this stuff, you got to break off old traditions because you just heard it one time. If you're going to walk with God, you're going to have to have to accept some things you don't understand because God will confound the mind to test the heart. Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, 18 through 25. Go read them. I don't have time. You know what that means? That means that He'll do things you do not understand to see if you'll love and trust Him. So let me just make this clear. A Greek mindset leans on its own understanding. It's pride-based. A barbarian mindset is fear-based. It operates out of control. And then people that are underneath that operate out of fear because they've, they've, they're in fear. Okay. Now I want to talk about a Hebrew, Hebrew or Jewish mindset. This is a mindset based upon trust. This is a godly mindset. Um, if I could just have your attention real quick and say... You don't have to be Jewish to have a biblical mindset. Okay? But it's important that we learn from their mindset. Romans 12 and 2 says, Do not be conformed, shaped to this world, but be transformed by the renewing, come on, of your mind. A Hebrew mindset is the mind of one who is, who is being transformed by the truth of God. 
It is one who is being transformed by the truth of God. This is a, this is a Jewish mindset. It's one who is being transformed by the truth of God. We trust in it. Even when we don't understand it, we trust in it. God, God took the offspring of Abraham and He shaped their understanding and culture to bring them into alignment with His truth. Now just think about this. He gave them revelation that there's only one true God. He gave them revelation of His nature. Revelation that He's a jealous God who will not share His glory with idols. He gave them a prophetic view of history and the future. He revealed His mind. Through the Torah, He shaped their daily lives and taught them about holiness, holy days, holy people, and holy places. There's a lot that we can learn about that. He taught them righteousness and repentance. He divided their world between the clean and the unclean to teach them about the defilement of sin and what being set apart looks like. He introduced them to, the, to, to covenant in, in a biblical cycle of life. Sabbaths and feasts became a regular part of their lives, teaching them and reminding them of the principles of God. I'm going to need you to stay with me. Everybody okay? He gave them practical wisdom for success and how to demonstrate to the world the blessings of being God's people. He established a new mindset on earth to go to Him to trust Him and to follow Him by faith. This is a Jewish Hebrew mindset. To go to Him, to trust Him, to follow Him by faith. Listen, everything in the kingdom of God is established and sustained through faith. Everything. Established and, and sustained. The favor and blessings of God flow through a lifestyle of faith and trust. Being in alignment with God and having a godly mindset. Okay. I'm going to give you an example of this. You ready? Israel is so small, but... Do you know how much life and success flow out of it? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable the life and the success, the things that are bird that come out of Israel. If you go to the land, it's absolutely remarkable. It's beautiful. But some of it don't make sense. Like the vineyards that are growing on the side of a rock mountain. I'm like, what, how's that work? You go through other areas that look like deserts, and you got it's just like fruit tree after fruit tree after fruit tree after fruit tree, big, green, beautiful. You're just like all oh, of God. Like there's so much about it. Uh, most of the American Jews arrived here in America within like the last two generations. Influx. Um, yet with. With two generations, their level of success is beyond any other ethnic group. Like in America, those that have come in, their level of success 
in a small percentage is above any other ethnic group that's came into America. Now, I'm not talking about being Jewish. I'm talking about having a Jewish mindset. Are you with me? It's so important. Okay. So let me give you a little more. Two, 2% actually, actually in 20, right now in 2023, it's uh, 2.4% 2, of the American population is Jewish. So in America, 2.4% of our population are Jews. Uh, that's uh, roughly 7.6 million people in the United States are Jewish. Yet, watch this now, because I'm talking about what God said about bringing fruit and success to those who have a biblical mindset. So with that percentage, 2%, just say 2% of, of America, 20% of professors in elite universities are Jewish. 20%. That, that's ridiculous when you think of only 2% are here in, in the States. 25% of American Nobel Prize winners are Jewish. 25%. One third of all American multimillionaires are Jewish. A third. 40% of partners in leading law firms are Jewish. 40%. I'm just talking about a mindset that releases the blessing of God in any society around the world where they've not been persecuted, Jews tend to rise in positions of wealth and influence far beyond the percentage of population. So I'm just asking myself, how do you account for this? Like, how do you account for that? How can you even... How does that even make any sense at all other than, guys, when you get in the Word of God and you see what God's Word says, it's the mindset. It's the Hebrew mindset that says we are going to trust in God and we're going to have a fear of God. We're going to walk in the fear of the Lord and we're going to trust God. Their devotion to God is beyond any level of devotion that I've ever seen. And to most of them, they've not even encountered Jesus yet. Because they still have the blinders on. But their fear of the Lord to walk holy before God. Their devotion to the Sabbath. To worship. To, to the Word of God. I mean, guys, it is, it is hands down beyond anything I've ever, ever, ever experienced in my lifetime. And when you look at that, you look at the mindset that they have, that they have, were brought into to trust in God in all things and to live in the fear of the Lord. And out of this mindset of full trust, God's released His favor and He's released His blessing. Amen? When you're in alignment with God, His blessings are going to flow. Okay. I'm, 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 I can see the runway. Well, this is a big plane, so it's going to take a few minutes to get down. I think I'm going to take time for this. This is going to take a minute, but okay. Is everybody? Is everybody? You feel like you're with me? Okay. So barbarian is what? Fear. Greek is pride, and and the Hebrew mindset is trust. 
quick comparison. I'm going to read this fast. In, in relation to God. Barbarian mindset. Make war, conquer those who are weak. Get in control. Greek, study theology and doctrine to reason out questions with human intellect. Hebrew, we may not fully understand God, but we will love and worship and obey Him. Fully trust. How do you get ahead in life? Barbarian, oppress others and win by intimidation. Greek, get more education because knowledge is power. Hebrew, trust God and walk in His favor. Trust God and walk in His favor. How do you deal with a thief? Barbarian, chop his hand off. It creates fear and cuts down on future offenses. I mean, you see a bunch of people walking around with only one hand. You, you're probably not going to steal that snicker bar. I'm just saying. Greek. Let's educate him and teach him job skills so that he won't steal, but never dealing with the heart. Hebrew. Require the thief to make restitution for what he's done and lead him in genuine repentance because the end goal is going to be restoration. A lot of the church today has embraced a Greek mindset. It's thought to be biblical, but it's... How I many you know it's not God's best? It's the Scripture that I read earlier that says it's having a form of godliness but denying its power. I think I've said it, but I'm going to say it again. This church had better not be your source of life. This church had better not be your source of life or you're going to die. You're going to spiritually die if this church is your source of life. He'll use this church, but He's the source of life in everything. And you don't just connect with Him to get life on a Sunday morning. Come on, it's, our, it's our, a Jewish mindset. It's every day they're in the Torah. Every day they're in prayer. Every day they're not making a decision without asking God what God wants to do. And then they follow God's voice. And all of a sudden, they got vineyards flourishing on the side of a rock mountain. <laughs> Come on. When you get in line with God, God will make things grow where you don't think they can grow. What you thought was once dead, God will bring alive if you get into a godly mindset. Amen. Everybody good? <laughs> the early apostles followed an apostolic pattern demonstrated by Jesus. They operated out of a out of a out of a out of a Jewish, out of a godly mindset, and the church grew and flourished with great power and signs and wonders. What was it? It was their mindset, guys. It was their mindset. They, they, they were in alignment with God. Thank You, Lord. How many will agree with me this morning and believe with me that God is restoring a biblical mindset to the church to a remnant? Amen? God's restoring a biblical mindset to the church. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. They're going to be exposed in these last days. There's probably going to be more of them than there's going to be the remnant. But the remnant is going to rise up with great power. And God says when you operate out of a godly mindset, you'll have favor with God and favor with men. So I believe that what that is saying is when we operate as a remnant under the mindset of God, under the fullness of the Holy Ghost, come on, then you're going to begin to operate with favor of man and God's going to begin to bring the increase of the multitudes into the remnant church that's operating out of a godly mindset that's upholding the principles of the kingdom and not making people feel comfortable in their sin. I feel like I've said a whole lot. 
And here I am again. I've got to apologize to all my pastors. I, I, I tell them to be done at a certain time and I always go along. Lead by, I'm, not, I'm not leading very well by example. but Okay, so I'm just going to be just a moment. Is that okay? How many just can agree today that our, our minds need to be transformed? I've done this for a long time. I was raised in church. I had stuff that needed to be broken off. Things that were lies. Things that didn't make sense. Some things were good. I've had, I've had a balance of both. I've had things I've adopted on my own as a young man or as a man through my years of ministry. Things that have happened that didn't understand. Like all this stuff. I still, and I feel like I'm growing. I'm growing. I'm getting deeper and deeper. But I still, I have, I have mindsets that need to be broken off of me. And I need areas of my life because I've got, I've got areas where I have faith and I have the mind of God in those and I'm fruitful and successful, but I have other areas in my life where my faith has been shaken. Come on. In those areas, I'm not receiving all that God has. Does that make sense to you guys? So Lord, wherever we're off in that, bring us in alignment. Amen? I guess we ought to just go to the tire shop and get aligned. He doesn't want us to live in fear or pride, but He wants us to trust Him in faith. To draw close to Him and learn to hear His voice and walk in His ways. Isn't that powerful? To learn to think like God thinks. How many want to learn to think like God thinks? When something happens, I want to think like God. When I look at someone, like I want to have the thoughts of God for them. This morning, my wife was getting ready. She had the three kids running around, the grandkids. But somehow in there, she got the mind of God for the toys. And it was an appointed time that the toys needed to hear the mind of God. How many are thankful for people that are tuned in to the mind of God and to the voice of God? Thank you, God. Okay, anyways. Get it down, Scott. Bring it to the ground. Land it. Jesus did preach long sermons. Remember the guy that fell out of the window? Fell asleep. <laughs> Seriously. That's a long sermon. I'm not going to go there. I want to, if you guys will, I was going to say if you guys allow me to, but you know I'm going to do it anyways, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to begin to preach, I think next week on, on biblical cycles and patterns of the Hebrew people and how the church today needs to, needs to graft into some of them. Because God established things in them for the church today that kept their mind on Him. It's like I just made a whole nother loop in the air instead of landing with that thought. Come on! I w- <laughs> One more loop! <laughs> How many of you will believe with me for a prophetic increase in the house? I'm not, I'm not ask you. Because maybe some of you don't belong here then because only like half of you raise your hands. How many of you will agree with me for an increase of prophetic release in the house? This is so important. You know why? Because the prophetic is releasing the mind and thoughts of God. It's exactly what He's thinking and has to say in that moment to a body or a group of people or an individual. And if you want to have the mind of God, then it's good to hear Him. So God, release that in this house. I'm going to give you two things real quick on how to develop a godly mindset. And I'm just going to throw it out there and then you go run and deal with it. But here's how we develop. We're all like, yes, God, I want that, I want that, I want that. Here's two things. There's more, but this is what you're going to get today. I go back to Psalm 1, where I started, and I say, guys, meditate on the Word of God every day. Begin to meditate on God's Word every day. It means that you take it and you chew it over and over and over and over again. 
Stop just reading through. Listen, you know, you can't eat something and not chew it up. You're going to choke. It's going to hurt your body. Begin to take God's Word as His mind and take it and chew it up. Chew it up. You consider how to apply it to your life. How you can apply it to the current situation. You, 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 you meditate on it. And, and you meditate on the Word and it fills your mind with the, with the thoughts of God. Tr- beginning to transform your mind like Psalm 1. And I want to encourage you. Invite the Holy Spirit. I read that Scripture. Go back and listen to it. But, but the, 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 uh, Only the Spirit knows the mind of God. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. But we've not been given the Spirit of the flesh, but the Spirit of God that can reveal the deep things of God to us. So begin to invite the Holy Spirit to reveal the mind of God to you. Every moment, every day. Holy Spirit, what's the mind of God in this? What's His thoughts? Come on, is everybody good? Okay. Number one, I could, I'm not going to. Meditate on God's Word. God's Word. Everybody say God's Word. Get in God's Word. It's His mind. It's His mind. It's mine. I'm praying for a prophetic increase, but stop, stop expecting your maturity to come through a prophetic word when God's given you His Word. This should be the foundation that your life is established on, and then He will encourage and ins- inspire and catapult you sometimes with the prophetic word. Stop being lazy. If you want the mind of God, stop being lazy. And stop expecting God to bring it to you through your pastor. Number two, take every thought captive. I'm finishing. Plug back in just real quick. We're going to do this together. We're going to take every thought captive. You want the mind of God, you've got to learn to control your mind better. You want the mind of God, you've got to stop giving in to the lies of hell. You want the mind of God, you got to stop listening to all your faults and failures and reminding yourself of who you were yesterday and start being, start being who God called you to be today. you got to start somewhere. The, the hardest step that you'll ever take often is your first step. But we got we to we stop. Take every thought captive. When you meditate on God's Word, you then, you then you take every thought captive. That means you grab onto every thought and you ask yourself, you ask yourself, where did this thought come from? Is this coming from lack of faith or is it coming from faith? Is this coming from the enemy? Is this a lie? Like where is this thought coming from? Because you're going to hear it. You're going to have it. Mary had it. Joseph had it. Elijah had it. Elijah had it. Joshua had it. Come on, Abraham had it. But all the great pillars of the faith somewhere had to take a thought captive. And they got to, had to hear the mind of God and get, the, get this Jewish mindset that's going to trust in God even when it doesn't make sense and begin to step that thing and walk it out in faith. Come on, somebody. Where did this thought come from? Did this come, is this fear? Is this pride? Or is this trust? And anything not based on trust and on God's Word, you cast it out as a lie. Amen? You don't let it control you. You don't let it, you don't let it lead you. We're on the tarmac. But it does take a plane a long time to slow down. Mr. Cray, I'm joking, but I've been joking a little bit. Also, also one thing that I've learned when I was in Israel and from, from, from how, how the Jews, Jewish people do so many things is that I, they're never in a hurry. They're never in a hurry. 
it, it actually can be quite annoying when you're an American, especially when you're me, because I like I do everything on a time. Maybe we just need to not rush God so much. We need to eat a little bigger breakfast on Sundays, expecting God to move up to the afternoon. Some of you just got on your phones and started looking for a new church when I said, all of us want to think like God, but all of us, most of us, probably all of us, have mindsets that aren't biblical. We have, we have the mind of God in some areas, but we've got a barbarian mindset in other areas where we're either controlling or we're being controlled by fear. And a, a large portion of us, because we're just human and we have flesh, we're in this battle of our flesh that we operate out of a pride a whole lot. And we really don't involve God in a whole lot of areas of our life. You think or no? Is it true or not? Come on, guys. I'm just wondering how much different things would begin to be in us if we just fully submitted to God. Like if we, if we tried to stop being the potter and, and, and trying to handle Him like clay to shape Him into the God that we want Him to look like in our life. Like, I don't know, has anybody ever done that? Like, yeah. We just don't think we're doing it. So I just wonder what happened if we just said, okay, God, you know what? This is not going well. <laughs> I can't shape you to look the way that I've been t- or thought that you looked like. So maybe, God, I'm just going to switch places today and I'm going to surrender my heart. I'm going to make myself vulnerable. And I'm just going to say, God, You're the potter. I'm the clay. Break every lie off of my life. Break every lie off of my life. If, 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 you're, if, 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 you are, if you are controlled by, by offense, if, if you're controlled by, by, um, by being a victim because of something horrible that happened in your life, God wants to break that mindset off of you because, listen, that, that situation doesn't have a hold on you anymore. God, God's changing you out from, from ashes to beauty and He's making you whole. And you don't have to let that thing continue to intimidate and control you any longer. Is anybody with me in this house this morning? I don't even think I'm going to say anything else. But I'm just going to open up the altar for you to come and let God change your mind. I believe as you're sitting there right now, you have things that you know in your mind that are not that's not a godly mindset. And I don't think I want people praying with people. I think I just want you to come to God and ask God to break those lies off of you, to change your mind, to line your mind up with Him, and just come and be with God in His presence. Just be still before Him. God, release fear, release pride, and release this Hebrew mindset. Release this mindset of trust in me. Amen? So I'm just going to put the microphone down, and I'm going to invite you just to come and take a minute and do it. Stan, I I believe the altar is important. I do believe that it's important to step out in faith and release things. Things are altered at an altar. So I'm just going to open it up to you. Just come. You just come. Just real quick, I feel like that the Lord wants me to remind you guys that as we do this transfer, everybody say transfer. We're, we're giving away our old way of thinking and we're taking on the new way of thinking. God wants to remind you he has great things in store for Boonville Worship Center. Great things. 
And that as we do this transfer, that's when we're going to be able to begin to carry these things. Like I feel like the face of Boonville Worship Center is going to begin to change as we really do begin to die and to take on this new mindset. And then he's going to start handing him us stuff because he, he has um, plans, but it's going to take all of us. Yeah. I want to I pray over you. If, if you're comfortable, I just encourage you to stretch your hands out. This goes, I just feel sometimes our movement, it's like expression of faith and saying, God, here I am. I'm receiving this. And we're just going to pray this word over us. So, Father, right now, God, I just thank you. You're so good. Your word is so good. Your heart is so good. Thank you for revealing your heart today, God. Thank you for thank you for releasing what was on your mind, God. Thank you for letting this house see your heart and see what is on your mind, God. Thank you, God. Father, we just de- we just declare together that you are awakening this house. We declare today, God, that we are a people that meditate on Your Word day and night, every day, every man, every woman, every family, that Your Word is the basis of our life, that that Your knowledge, Your understanding, Your thoughts, God, that You gave us, Lord, is what we're establishing our life upon, God. And Lord, Lord, let it let it be let it be like that bread, God, that we can't that we can't live without the living bread that we're running to it to eat, knowing that life is in it, God. And I just pray for your understanding precept upon precept to be released in Jesus name so I just thank you God and Lord let false mindsets be broken off fear fear and confusion and pride and control we reject it we rebuke it and we break it off of this house in Jesus name you are on your throne You are the potter and we are the clay. And we submit to you right now. Now God, I declare that we hold the title deed in our hand by faith to live in and walk in who you called us to be. As your sons and daughters, we hold that title deed in faith, that assurance, God, that we are hoping for and walking in, God, that we are who you said we are, God. And that we walk in that. And our God-given identity and freedom and joy and peace and strength and holiness and righteousness for Your glory. And we praise You and honor You. May we walk and grow this week into greater depths into Your knowledge, Your understanding to think the way that You think. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. It's good, Lord, a praise offering. And I love You. Bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this week. Until next time.